It's Derek Brooks and Ian Beckles on The Strike, 102.5 HD2. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Brooks and Beckles. This is our second show. Hopefully, everybody tuned into the first one. Uh, we had a wonderful time. I had a great time learning a little bit more about Mr. Derek Brooks. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Mr. Ian Beckles. Likewise, yes. man, you, you, you know, your talent seems to just keep ascending. Well, <laughs> it's, I don't know about all that. I think I was a little bit more talented when I was younger, but I'm still trying to hustle and, and grind. You know what yes. I mean? I was taught, you know, Tony Mayberry and I are good yes. friends. Um, kind of joined at the hip for too long. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he was at the at the dignitary the other day, and we, we were we brought I brought up the, the podcast, and I mm-hmm. said, you know what, I did a, a podcast with Derek Brooks. He goes, yeah, yeah, Deep Brooks, and I said, you know what, I know I knew Derek, but I feel like I learned more about Derek during the podcast. And I mm-hmm. said, Derek's, and I said to some other people, Derek's a different dude, okay? <laughs> and he looked at me, goes. Now you're figuring that out? <laughs> okay, but, okay, but okay, so I, I learned a lot of things about you last show, straight A's, sitting in front of the class, and I, I'm just telling you that was that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Um leadership is a word that I've always yes. said is overused, overabused, and I don't want to hear people saying I'm a leader. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But leadership coaching, very important. They're, they're, they're kind of synonymous. Where did you get your mentality from? I mean, you, obviously, I was with you with Tony Dungy, mm-hmm. but there had to be somebody before Tony Dungy to kind of mold you into what you, you were at that point. Well, you know, I, I'll jump into that, uh, Ian, and obviously I'm going to want to get your perspective on, on this too. Mm-hmm. When I look at leadership, I look at leadership as a role, not as a person, not as an individual, not as, mm-hmm. you know, an issue. Not as a cause. Leadership is a role. And that role can be played by many of people as a leader in that for that role. Mm-hmm. For example, the leadership role that I play or I continue to play in, in all aspects of my life, there are certain points in that role where I'm not the leader. For those that are married, yeah. raise all the hands you got. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Right. So yeah. the role of leadership is is a shared responsibility, mm-hmm. that role. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I've always looked at that. Now, prior to Coach Dungey giving structure to me mm-hmm. and understanding it, I just did a lot of, you know, observing and I, I found myself in in that role without even seeking it, you know, coming up through life it was it was that um maybe it was because i was a self-motivator you know hey i don't need anyone to tell me to get it up i I do it on my own in the neighborhoods decision making man i I know what i don't want to do yeah i get it (laughs) and and watching Mm -hmm. it and being i guess playing the leadership role in that regards with decisions i made or you know there's certain situations in the game in the game of football provided that for me. I don't ever think I would understand the role of leadership without this game. And I looked at every aspect of my life to say, man, would I have learned the lessons of what a leadership role is without this game of mm-hmm. football? And I came back with the answer is no. It's a part of it, which leads into parenting, which leads into you know, marriages would lead into a whole lot of things and understanding uh, in 
that role. Now, to your point, which I would like for you to expand on, mm-hmm. when people have to say what they are, leader, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, what are you leading? What role are you playing? Now that person has to define that. And to you, that you said that draws a disconnect. Correct. So explain to our listeners what that disconnect is when someone has to say they're a leader. Well, once when I look back at all the leaders that I was uh, exposed to, none of them really spoke a lot. You really think about it. Mm-hmm. You didn't speak a lot. No. I could go back and list, list, I think of who the leaders were in the locker room. I don't think I ever saw you in front of the team. But you were younger. You probably did it later on, okay? Yeah. Paul, no, Gru- Paul Gruber's a leader. I don't know if I've heard, ever heard him put five words together. Like, period. Like, when, when his induction, he had an induction thing. I go, I didn't know if Paul knew that many words. So he just was a different bird. Mike Allstott, to this day, I never heard Mike Allstott put three sentences together. He just doesn't say a whole lot. He's just, mm-hmm. just an normal, normal dude. But when you look at all the leadership of all these different people, they're all different. Warren Sapp is a leader, okay? Mm-hmm. And you all lead in different ways, all right? Yes. When I look back at leaders, there's so many categories of leadership, yeah. okay? When I went to Indiana, the funny part, when I got to Indiana as a junior college transfer, okay? Mm-hmm. Trent Green was our quarter, was a, a freshman quarterback right. at the time. He was on the radio with uh, uh, Pat and Aaron uh, a while ago during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And while he was on, I came on and Pat and Aaron walked. They called me over and I go, put the headphones on. Pat, Pat goes, what do you think of Ian Beckles? And he just goes, why do you ask that? He goes, well, he works for the radio station. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have the headphones on my, and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. And, and, and the <laughs> Trent go. goes something like, well, he came in, he was very quiet. And I remember having to ask him, where are you from? Because I was clearly more advanced than everybody yeah. else, okay? Mm-hmm. At the end of that year, uh, that was my, uh, my uh, junior year, I didn't play at all. Nothing. My mm-hmm. junior. I didn't play my junior year at all. Mm. At all. I came from junior college. My senior year, I had a high ankle sprain in, the, in preseason. Okay? By the end of that year, mm-hmm. they nominated me captain. Yeah. Okay, so if you would ask me, Ian, are you a leader? I would have said leader of what? What? Yeah. Okay, so I went through that season. I never said a word ever to anybody. I just worked hard. Mm-hmm. Punched people in the face when they needed it. And I mean, not literally, figuratively. <laughs> when it was my turn, I never shied away from anything. I was never last. I was first in the weight room. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's not bragging, but that's facts, okay? Yeah. To me, that's leadership. And you don't have to be the best player. No. You just have to be somebody everybody looks at go, man, I got to be that. To me, you are somebody in our in our community that that can be up mm-hmm. on that pedestal. We've lost a few. Leroy Selman. Oh man, Leroy you, Selman. I, like oh. what a different cat. When I met Leroy Selman in the mm-hmm. locker room, somebody goes, "Hey, there's Leroy Selman." First, I go, "That's that that guy's Leroy Selman, kind of a smaller guy." So then Leroy came over to speak. When Leroy left, I remember Tony. Man, look at Tony. Mm-hmm. I go, "I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna start being better yes. because I wanted to be. That was a level man. now, but." You need those type of guys. I don't think I'm that guy. You're more in that category. You're more in that category than I am, okay? But that leadership mm-hmm. thing, there's enough to go around. When I speak to kids, yes. I always tell kids, you're all leaders. Yes. If you're if you're the 10th guy on this team and you're working the hardest, you you're leading. Leader. And I want that's what I want the youth to know. Yes, and and, and I really want to lean into this because now 
is we're speaking to kids and getting them to mm-hmm. understand each and every one of you has value and has value to give. Mm-hmm. That's a form of leadership. Fact, yes. Period. Mm-hmm. You have so many platforms now that when I tell kids that, just as you do, now I say, I did not have all these platforms and all these lanes to recognize leadership role where someone could step in and play that role. You have so many platforms and opportunities that are waiting. Mm -hmm. The best leaders to me don't go seeking them. Those opportunities find them, Mm -hmm. and they just get married to them. And once they recognize them, they get married to them, Mm -hmm. now the performance takes care of itself where you don't have to speak. I was very conscious of that. I really was, and here's why. You remember? Did you know you were a leader, though? Did you? No, I I had my I, I knew by one, mm-hmm. our game, too many times, people get caught up in the position you play because mm-hmm. every quarterback got a C on their chest. That's facts. <laughs> yeah, right. That Whole another show. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> nothing exactly. That really means nothing. Exactly. <laughs> in the way you perform on the field. People naturally say, he's a high-performer leader. No. I looked at this as how I'm treating and learning and observing my teammates and the person I saw as a leader. I knew, okay, one day I'll be in that role of Harden Nicholson. Now, how do I want this team to be when I am playing that role? So I did a lot of observations. So when Hardy uh, was no longer here, I never, in studying our team, I knew that we were not built to have that one Hardy Nickerson voice. Sure, sure. We were not built like that. Mm-hmm. We were built where Sap had to play a role. John, being the elder mm-hmm. statesman, he had to welcome someone of like me of course. stepping in this role, in this role finding me. Mm-hmm. And I tell him all the time, man, that was a great sacrifice. You don't understand the sacrifice you had to make in order for that, but he understood in because of performance. In my personality, I need to evolve and let it happen. The other thing is relationships. The fact that I invested in relationships, and that's the one thing, man, God, I think of all the time. My team may say that about me. Like, you know what? Relationship, their relationship was real. Mm-hmm. What wasn't that for? His yes was yes. It's no, it's no, he treated us all the same. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say I don't know what other opportunity besides football mm-hmm. that would allow that. But, yes, man, I actually studied that. And then in 2000, especially after 2000, I studied that. Man, I, I went and studied everything I could on Martin Luther King. I visited the King Center, Atlanta. I talked to as many people as I possibly could. Met John Lewis for the first time. I mm-hmm. like this was someone that I embodied. Man, sure. How was he able to galvanize the way he was able to and be historical? Sure. I I studied, and that's why I came up with hey this role. But people don't realize the people that Dr. Martin Luther King had around him. Man, they were just as powerful and playing those roles. You on the other hand, let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. you asked me that question. I ask this to you. 
as you've identified mm-hmm. people that you see as leaders, what about them that make you trust? Because that's another thing about leadership role. Mm-hmm. The highest form of thing of that is trust. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to disagree with you on one thing. Mm-hmm. You said like football led to this leadership. And I've said this from other people as well. Ray Lewis is a great example. If Ray, God forbid, Ray Lewis didn't play football, I don't know how that's going to happen, but <laughs> say Ray Lewis didn't play football, mm-hmm. he would lead something else. He'd be leading something else, period. If like, I'm just telling you, there's no way Ray Lewis is going to sit in the back of a room and just sat there and listen to other people speak. It's just not going to happen. It's in his DNA. It's in his demeanor. He can't do it. I have a certain percentage of it myself, okay? I was on... Um, the Voices mm-hmm. for Children board, okay? Did wonderful thing. God, you met light and everything's great. And I sat in the back of this room for a year. And finally I go, can I ask what my role is here? <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean? We don't, we don't all have roles. And I go, I feel like I'm sitting back here not doing anything. And I think like I'm an asset. Well, they go, what do you want, us to, what do you want to do? And I go, well, I sat here and I watched you guys organize a, an event for a year. And we got 500 people at it. We made $5,000 and everybody's acting like that's successful. In my world, that's not successful. Won't you let put me in charge of the events and then we'll go forward like that. Uh-huh. Go ahead and do it. I gave him one year of my events, but by one year, when 717, one girl comes, she goes, you made us cool. I said, <laughs> you're welcome. I shook her hand and I said, now I have to go. Then I made my own foundation, yes. okay? I'm just never the guy to sit in the back. I have too much, too many opinions. Yeah, I was, I was on, a, I was on a. Um, that I'm not going to disagree with you. Okay, because you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> yes, you, you can't sit back because yes. you're, you're, you're too opinionated. Okay. Yes. I what, I was on a a court case uh, on a jury, mm-hmm. and they said, "Who wants to be the leader?" I was like, "I don't want to do that. I'm not doing it." So I sat back. Somebody else was the leader. When it was time for him to lead, I sat there and I was just wincing, <laughs> and then I go, I put my hand up again. He goes, "Yes." <laughs> And I go, do you want me to sum this up in, in a minute? He goes, go ahead. And I go, does anybody know one thing that he said that makes anybody not think he didn't kill this person? And then nobody said anything. I go, then let's get out of here. And we left. So that that's just, that's in me. I can't take that out of me. So leadership, being in front of the room doesn't necessarily mean leading. To me, yes. it doesn't necessarily mean leading. Mm-hmm. To me, leadership as a football player was not what you heard in the interviews. Leadership is what was on film on Monday. Yeah. Period. Like, I've heard, uh, I, I, I come to your defense often, not that you need a lot of defense. Mm-hmm. Levante David, well, he should be in the same character uh, uh, category as Derek Brooks. And I go, in all due respect to Levante David, how many times did you see the ball hit him in his chest? How many? No, how many times did mm-hmm. you see the ball hit Derek in the chest? And they go, what do you mean? I go, do you think he was the receiver? <laughs> And I go, he I never even saw Derek reach for a ball. It hit him in the chest every time. That means he knew where the ball was going. So don't put him in that don't put him in that category. So no. to me, leadership, that's the greatness part, not the lead, yes. not, not the leadership part. Mm-hmm. Now when you talk about coaching, okay? Yes. To me, coaching is the same as leadership. There's so many different I think I was with Tony Dungy, way different leadership than Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. Way different leadership than Ray Perkins. Way mm-hmm. different leadership than uh, Sam Weich. Some of them I like more than the other, but they all have their aspects yes. of leadership. In a coach, 
the most important thing for me as a person, because I'm kind of like you, I don't need mm-hmm. somebody to put their foot in my ass. I don't need it. Right. I'm going to be good. What did you need from a coach? For me, I just needed a coach to believe in me and be honest. Yeah. And I didn't need much else. What did, mm-hmm. what did you look for in a coach? I think the first thing I look for is honesty. Okay. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. No is no. Mm-hmm. Period. Secondly, I always wanted a coach that respected the players. Correct. Don't talk at us. Talk to us. Okay. Be with us mm-hmm. and for us. We already know you got a tough job. You wouldn't have loved Parcells then. No. Parcells was tough. I know. He he was tough. I, <laughs> it's different ways to show that. Sure. But Parcells also, he's for you. Yeah, he is. He's for he's you. He's for you. Absolutely. I don't ever think anybody that played with him that said he was Correct. against Un- you. Or unfair. Or unfair. Correct. It was I'm telling you what you need to do yep. to get better. Yep. Either you're going to do it or you're not. Or you're out. Period. Mm-hmm. I can I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I look for a coach is never panic. Okay. Always, and I said this last week, some level of poise. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily some level of poise. That's what I look for in a coach. Now, mm-hmm. I believe in Every head coach mm-hmm. has to have some level of leadership role he has to play. Okay. In the profession, and I take this back, in the business, because coaching is a business now, in the business of coaching, mm-hmm. you can't run from the leadership role. You can delegate certain things. Mm-hmm. That's what Coach Prime is doing, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Delegate certain roles, but the main role mm-hmm. has to be the head coach. Got to go through him, yeah. Got to go through him, mm-hmm. period. You can delegate responsibilities. So I look for those things, when I and I'm looking at all of my coaches in, in different ways. couple examples. Mm-hmm. Bobby Bowden didn't teach Derrick Brooks about mental toughness. Mm-hmm. That was Mickey Andrews, the defensive coordinator. Okay. Bobby Bowden didn't teach Derrick Brooks about strain and pain. That was Mickey Andrews, mm-hmm. Chuck Amato, Jim Glad, mm-hmm. and Wally Burnham. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach Bowden taught Derrick Brooks faith, family, football. Okay. And all these things that you're getting from all these other coaches, mm-hmm. make sure they don't get out of this order. Faith, family, mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. Coach Dungey, order. No matter what. When the outcome is not going to determine the order. The order is the order. This is how we're going to do business. Win, lose, or draw. Period. This is how we're going to do business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No excuses, no explanation. Coach Dungey. That's perfect. Oh, man. Yeah, it's perfect. Nope. It's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Coach John Gruden. Hey, man. Don't be afraid of greatness. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's okay to tell people you're great. Because we... Put that pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. John was all, hey, put pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. Put, see if you're going to burst. Mm. How many diamonds can Derrick Brooks create on this mm-hmm. fight? Coach loved it. Now, mm-hmm. can I say Coach Groom commander? No, he didn't like confrontation. Command, no. But he realized that mm-hmm. in delegating. Mm-hmm. And I said, Coach, you can only delegate so much before you have to be the voice. Correct. 
Offensively, had no problem with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Defensively, didn't want to step in our room. And I respect that. <laughs> I, res- I respect that. I know more than most. <laughs> yeah. Most, yeah. I, know, I, know, I, know more, I know more than most, yes. <laughs> but, I, and jo- listen, you got to give John his flowers. You got to give because Of course. Tony, listen, when, course. Tony, when Tony Dungy left, I was on mm-hmm. radio, and I said, it's time for him to leave. I said mm-hmm. that. I actually said it was time for you to leave, too. Mm-hmm. It's time for Derek to leave. I said yeah. it's time. Hey. I, it, it's, it, it comes time. Ian, you know what I'm saying? I I was with Coach Dungey. Mm-hmm. If you'd have asked me that question, yeah. it wouldn't have. Yeah, I'm leaving with him. I told Coach yeah. that. Cleaning out his office yeah. that rainy night, I said. Oh, you were in the office? Yeah, I was in there. Coach, Jeez. I am going to demand. I, coach, I want to be traded. I'm going to Rich McKay. I want to be traded. Wow. I was, it, it was, I was. I couldn't imagine them treating him like that. I, I just, that, I, was, that was tough. It was man, tough. I, it was tough. It was tough. And Coach Dungey was the one that sat there and said, man, trade it. Yeah. Put these boxes in his car. Yeah. Said, Derek, stop. Mm-hmm. Don't ever say that. First of all, you're not going to be traded. Mm-hmm. Second of all, this team needs to move forward. And how you move forward mm-hmm. is the way that this team is going to go. I won't be a part of it. You have no choice. Here's what's going to happen. You <laughs> yeah. said, and it's raining. Uh, that's crazy. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to be the Indianapolis Colts head coach. I'm trusting you with that information. It'll be announced in a couple of days. He knew that at the, at the really? time. All, all this stuff happened. It happened Ooh. quick. Lord. I am going to be the head coach of Indianapolis yeah. Colts. What you're going to do is you're going to step up and you're going to lead this team. Why you guys are on the cusp mm-hmm. of being able to win a Super Bowl. It's very few teams that has this window. Facts. You guys have this window for the next couple years. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll be against the team I'm going to coach. Wow. But you got to be a key part of this. Uh-huh. So if I hear you go in there and ask for it, that would be very disappointed in you. Let me ask you this question. I said, Coach, I'm sorry. How many coaches do you think would do that? None. I, I, but one. But one. Like, you're, but I'm, one. Like, literally, everybody, no. like, let's go. I just got fired by these SOB. I'm let's most want to get traded. Let me make a call to try to get you to come with me. That that's what most coaches would have done. That would have been hard to do. No, but that that's what most coaches would have done. Correct. He didn't. He, he said, it. No, you're not going in there. And that's what I'm trade. You're going to lead this team. Mm-hmm. And Ian, when I tell you, man, I'm balling, I'm mm-hmm. emotional. Yeah, coach, whatever. Yeah. Couldn't even sleep that night. Nah. I wanted to go see Rich McKay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. And I saw Rich McKay the very next day. You yeah. know what I said? If you need my help here with, with finding us a coach, let me know. You slept it on. You slept on. Because you know why? Because you know. Coach was right. Yeah. Coach Dungey was right. Man, I straight up. I walked you know? in as the next day, saw him, mm-hmm. looked at him. I know it's him there. I know it's tough for him, mm-hmm. but we, I say, hey, co- he didn't want to do it either. I say, Rich McKay didn't want to do it. I say, Mister McKay. Yeah. If you ever you need my help, and let me know. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just I'm here. Sure, and I left. Rich McKay didn't fire Tony Dungy. Mm. He didn't fire Tony. I mean, he's just the guy who has to set, talk about it. Okay, mm-hmm. so he there's no way Rich McKay wanted to fire Tony Dungy. Now mm-hmm. that being said, like I said, it was time for him to go. Okay, mm-hmm. because sometimes you're limiting even yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. he was so loyal to what he had going on, he was yes. limiting himself. Yeah. He was limiting himself by his loyalty to other people, okay? He went elsewhere that was already another 
mentality was created offensively. Yes. He just wasn't able to create a, a mentality offensively. And mm -hmm. John Gruden, who create, came here and created one immediately, what mm -hmm. you said about John Gruden is John Gruden in a nutshell. The way you explain him mm -hmm. explains only, and you could disagree if you want. Mm -hmm. You sound like somebody could only be somewhere for a short amount of time. Yeah. And that's what he's done. Yeah. John is short, success, gotta go. Mm -hmm. when, when, when the Raiders signed him to that 10-year deal, I said, that's the worst idea I can ever hear in my life because mm -hmm. I know John. I was with John in Philadelphia. He's he trips. Okay, He's, he trips on power. There's no doubt. When when you when you get a guy with a ten year contract and you can't fire him, that's too much power to give anybody. And it didn't turn out. It didn't turn out well, unfortunately. No, and you know, there's other. You know, obviously, other aspects to that in which they're dealing with right there's now. There's a lot it, of aspects. Yes, when it gets with Coach Gruden, but I look at when Coach Gruden obviously. Look at his, his coaching. He mm. did not leave. You know, Al Davis mm. traded him away. Correct. Right? He didn't leave mm. on all. He, he was traded away. Here, mm -hmm. the owners lost trust in his leadership. Mm. And they wanted to go through over, you know, we'll say that for another, mm. another show, mm -hmm. but they made a massive change, complete overhaul at that time. Everybody from the general manager all the way down to the veteran players. Sure. Respect that decision moving forward. The window of time that, you know, Coach JG did a great job at Monday night, but he was, he was wanted to get back into. I thought into, it was fantastic. Yeah, wanted to get back yeah. into football. Yeah. And I look at coaching because, you know, by what we were saying is those aspects that I see that I think are from my experiences, mm -hmm. now I look and see how those that are around me are doing in their respective roles. Mm. Mike Tomlin, for example, yeah. man, been the first year here being with us. Wow, one day he's gonna be a head coach. <laughs> man, I do. Mm -hmm. He be a coach. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, you going over third down yeah. defenses, yeah. secondary coach. Yeah. Man, coach, man, coach. He, Mike, yes, he, he ain't gonna be here long. Yes, no, nope. <laughs> no, we, no, nope. no. Nope. Nope. Love his third year. <laughs> yeah, running game presenting. Like, he's not gonna be here long. Yeah, Oof. man. Yeah. <laughs> Monty Kiffin never would have said that about Monty. He, but I think Monty. No, Monty was a Monty. He, but he a, didn't want it though. I don't think Monty wanted to be a head coach. You, I don't great know. coordinator. Co great coordinator. Great. One of the best coordinator. Mm -hmm. Monty could not. I hate to. I hate to say could. It would have been tough. Mm -hmm. Let me to see Monty as a head coach because now Monty could not have the relationships Correct. with the players. That he had with us as our coordinator, uh -huh. in being in front of eighty five hundred guys, no relationships. Correct. Because of his personality, mm -hmm. his personality, man, he need to see, feel, and touch these thirty five guys on defense, day in, day mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> accept him for who he is and was from mm -hmm. the jolts. Mm -hmm. You know, to I love Monty today. You know, Monty's a lovable dude. Yeah, oh man, that's a lovable dude. Screwing up, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, what, what did I call? <laughs> I got you, coach. <laughs> <laughs> to game play, just <laughs> what did could, I call? <laughs> yeah, can see, can see that as a as a as a head coach. Sure, great, obviously, great coordinator speak for itself. Mm -hmm. But those personalities, he likes to going from Herm, Herm. Yeah. 
Coach not gonna be here. That was a lot. We, that that coaching staff oh. will go down by not far, <laughs> by far, <laughs> as the best defensive coaching staff in the history. Period. None over with. Was no. Joe Barry there at the time? Joe Barry was there, and oh, Jesus, Joe Rod Marinelli, who I believe. Listen, I've been around Rod. the game for a long time. Rod Marinelli is the best uh, 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 position coach with Alex Gibbs. Yeah, oh Alex, Alex I mean, Gibbs. Yes. I was with Alex Gibbs in Denver. Alex yeah. Gibbs was an offensive line coach with Denver. And I was with Alex Gibbs in Denver for two weeks. And he mm. sat there and, and he taught the stretch play. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there with, because I love football. And I love knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even yeah. today, if I if I get into something, I'll just look into it and I'll read up on. I'm not a big reader. I'm a YouTube guy. But I like to look <laughs> into things, okay? So when I sat there and I watched Alex Gibbs preach the stretch, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's what I realized. When to be great at something, you have to make it a science. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to make it a science. You can make linebacking a science. You can mm-hmm. do it. You can make wide receiver a science. Mm-hmm. When you watch Jefferson running routes, he's he's setting things up. Mm-hmm. When you're watching Ray Lewis as linebacker, he might not even be looking at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He may be looking at the lineman's feet but he's seeing something that's telling him what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's about science. As an offensive lineman, I tell people, my first year I was watching film. My third year I was studying film. Mm-hmm. There's, and there's a big Very difference. Different. There's a huge Very difference. Different. I used to, well, okay, this guy's in a one technique, which is, means he's inside. But I'm like, okay, he's in a one technique. That was my first year. Mm-hmm. My third year, he's in a one technique. Where's a will linebacker? Where's the safety? what defense are they in, mm-hmm. what do they normally do out of this. And I got to a point where I was investigating so much mm-hmm. where I would go to the coordinators and i go, you know, every time they do this, they do this, right? They go, what? And I go, every time right. I watch four films, <laughs> when this guy lines up here, they do this. Yes. And then the next day I come and I see a game plan right. around that. Yes. When you said something, you know, about that staff was amazing, okay? And to me, the most important thing is knowledge. Mm-hmm. Forget all the rest of it. You could be a great motivator, but if you ask Herman Edwards on cover two, blah, blah, he has to have the answer unequivocally, mm-hmm. okay? The knowledge between Rod Marinelli and Lovey Smith and Herman Edwards <laughs> and Monty <laughs> Kiffin and Joe Barry is too much almost. On the mm-hmm. offensive side, I had Chris Forster, okay? <laughs> yeah, let me ask, let me tell you, explain to you why it didn't work offensively early. Mm-hmm. He would come with this cockamamie. Uh, pass blocking scheme, and I would sit there and look at it, put my hand up. A lot of these stories, I put my hand up, put my hand up, <laughs> ask questions, people. I put, he goes, yes, he, and I go, what if they do this? I, I go, and I draw yeah. on the board. He looks at me, he goes, uh, uh, I'll, I'll have an answer for you at lunch. Gotcha. So now, if I didn't say nothing, I go out in the field, I poop on myself, and you think he's going to take credit? No. No. That's the problem, okay? It's got to be knowledge. Now, when you look back to head coaching, give me a percentage that you put on coordinators. Because I I think you could put a great motivator. At, I'm trying to think of somebody mm-hmm. at the top of my uh, I'm trying to think of Barack Obama. I don't know why he came to my mm-hmm. mind, but he's a good orator. He, speak, he speaks well. Mm-hmm. You can put him in front of a team with Monty Kiffin as your defensive coordinator mm-hmm. and John Gruden as your offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. you would win. So how important is a head coach? Think about that. The head coach has to realize his strengths and weaknesses. Good. Give you an example of my 
God bless his soul, but I, I wasn't around him enough my first year to un- understand. And that's Sam Weiss. Okay. I I understood Sam enough to know that, man, he he really lets the media get under his skin. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does too much, way too much. You know, and he came in Chicago game, and he's talking about Trent Dilfer being a a mole to Don Banks, and man, we about to go out here and play Chicago. <laughs> We're five and two. We're fighting for the division lead, and you you arguing with our quarterback Correct. about being a mole. Like, Correct. Needless to say, yeah, you know, we <laughs> yeah, lost, I, know, I get it. Man. You know, we lost five in a row. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. To, to <laughs> Coach Dungey recognizing his strengths at at the time, mm-hmm. he knew we were more talented on defense, limited in what, and I'll say this mm-hmm. now, but people don't understand that first staff he had was only one professional coach that had NFL experience on defense. I, I realize that now. Now. Really it was only Herm. Yeah, that's that was crazy. Only, but Herm, that's crazy. Boy, Herm coached one year, then he got into scouting. Where did Rod Marinelli come from? Rod came from Cal. Levy came from Tulsa, Ohio State. These were college coaches. So he went and he was looking for teachers. Teachers. Wow. Monty yeah. came from New Orleans, but he yeah. only been a coordinator. There were two, one year in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but worked with Monty, but him and Monty worked together in Minnesota mm-hmm. as a linebacker coach, and he was the... So he went and got teachers. Mm-hmm. Offensive coordinator at that time was Mike Shula. So he had a very different staff. Now these guys grew. So what did he say that about Coach Dungey? As a head coach, he was looking for teachers. There he was. There he was. Coach Dungey ran the scout teams. He said, I'm the head coach. Of- he ran the scout teams? He ran the scout teams. I don't remember that. Coach Dungey. Really? Cards. Pointing. Wow. He ran a scout team. Well, that means them cats ain't messing around. No. 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 <laughs> crazy, yeah. So, Coach Dungey ran a scout. Yeah. Now, switch to John Gruden, offensive head coach. Yeah. Offensive head coach. Yeah. It was, I count on one hand, he may have walked in our defensive meeting room. But what he did was to he challenge. Invi- was he invited? Uh, yeah, of course. He's the head coach. He can come in any point. Hey, <laughs> at the time, you know the old woodshed. Yeah. His office was right next to the I, defensive I, I, meeting room. I understand, yeah. He could have walked in at any yeah. time. But what Coach Gruden did, he challenged us. He coached us defensively by how he schemed Correct. plays on the scout team. Mm-hmm. It was no doubt about it okay. that he had his plays yes, of course. built into the scout team to he? run against us. And then he's actually teaching his quarterback as well. I mean, that's there's, there's some brilliance to that. Yeah, so that's how I like, you know, I, if I want to know if this play is good, I'm a, you know, it's 12 plays where well, they're going to run two of them of my plays. Uh-huh. And I want to see how they do against yeah. this defense. That's it, yeah. That's how he did it. But very behind the scenes versus Coach Dungey sitting in front of, we knew what Coach Dungey Correct, yeah. was doing. That's yeah. how John, that's how he did. And sure. if he saw, and I will give him brilliance for this. And Warren Sapp tells a story all the time. You know, Michael Vick has first played naked bootleg in 907, and Warren is going completely off. Like, who the hell runs a naked bootleg in, in 907? Yeah, right. Coach Dude, Michael Vick, he's only, he, yeah, only, he only got 300 yards against you guys the last two great games. Great answer. It's a great answer. Sapp, shut up. Got yeah, in the huddle. Sh- shut up. That's Br- the most important thing is you keep contained. Next time Brad did it, he almost got his head knocked off. <laughs> okay. So that's how we respond. But that's how he challenged uh-huh. us. He didn't have to come in the room, talk to us. 
He just did it on the field. Yeah. And it got yeah. to the point where we recognized that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I say with different head coaches, I look at the styles. Mm-hmm. You got to recognize your style. And Coach Gruden came up, man, dealing with veteran teams, going all the way back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So when even you talked about this, with you, you, know, you covered him, he had a hard time with younger players. Facts. He don't like them. Yeah, had a hard time. You don't like him. But I look how he came up in the coaching ranks. Man, mm-hmm. you start with San Fran. You start with Joe Montana, Jerry yeah, Rice, sure. Roger Craig. Yeah. You go to Philly. His one young quarterback he had was McNabb. Up there two years, then he got hired. He, he didn't even have McNabb. 95. No, he didn't have McNabb. No, he never had McNabb. Because I left Philadelphia in but 90, 98. No. 98. He never had McNabb. No. He had Bobby no, Hoying no, and, 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 and Rodney Pete. Right. The year that and Ty Detmer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Take that back. So yeah. he's coordinating. <coughs> I'm sorry, Randall Cunningham. There you go. There he you had go. round. He had veterans mm-hmm. quarterback. Go to Oakland, Rich Gannon. Mm-hmm. Come here, Brad Johnson. Yep. So then you go to Chris Sims' experience. To you know what? I gotta get a vet, get Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Get you know uh, mm-hmm. retain. So get vet. So we knew mm-hmm. coach didn't. So it wasn't gonna be a young leader. It's gonna be a veteran leader, mm-hmm. and he wasn't gonna deal with conversation. Hey, sure. Derek. Leader, hey, I mm-hmm. need you guys to handle it. Sure. If you need a final voice, try to find me and get mine. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but I recognize that as his style. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward this to where we're talking about here in life and business. Some of the same characteristics, man, in business. Mm-hmm. We're talking our CEOs, our CEOs, our leaders in it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that you recognize strengths and weaknesses of each. Mm-hmm. And... I just try to do that in on a day-to-day basis and recognizing that. Mm-hmm. But, man, more importantly, I try to recognize this in young people. Mm. I don't know what – I don't know which one of you guys is going to emerge in whatever whatever area of your life, but just know every single day that you are a leader. And there are leadership roles, like you said this, man, key critical point when we started. Each and every one of these kids needs to recognize, man, that it's a leadership role for them. Yep. Period. Yep. It don't have to be standing in front of your crowd. It could be the silent guy in the back. It could be someone helping. So it, whatever it may be, but the kids need to recognize is that. And when you're playing sports, make all these kids, man, feel valued. You don't have to give them no participation trophy and all that to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. now I participate by what's going on on the mm-hmm. field. To me, that's the last thing you need to be teaching. You need to teach life lessons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? And getting on the field just a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. But make every one of these kids feel value and know that they have value to give. Man, that's how we start tackling some of these problems, man. No doubt. Like, we, you told I have a couple stories from some of the things you said. Uh, the reason why I know Donovan McNabb didn't play mm-hmm. for, for Gruden because Gruden was my coordinator in yes, Philadelphia. Sure. And my last game in Philadelphia, we're playing against the Giants mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. And if the Bucks, if the if the Eagles win, they get the 10th pick. pick. Yeah. If they lose, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember they get that the second, second pick. pick. I so remember Deuce that. So Staley had like 110 yards <laughs> in the first half. That. And the second half, we're throwing the ball with Bobby Hoying. Yeah. And I go, Juan Castillo, I go, Juan, come here. I go, stand here and tell me we're not throwing this game. And he looks at me, and he turns around, he walks away. And I go, yo, take me out if you're throwing the game. Take me out. 
I'm not trying to do it, but I, I, didn't, I didn't go out, obviously. But that's how they got Donovan McNabb, by the way. So don't. So people think that they don't throw games; they do. The Trent Dilfer thing you were saying with yeah. with uh, Sam White. Oh, Trent's last game. I don't know why, but I drove to the stadium with Trent. First time I've ever done this. And Trent looks at me, and goes, "I heard rumors that Sam's going to put Casey Weldon in." And I go, "In the game?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "He goes, if he does that, come find me." And I was like, I didn't even think twice of it. Mm -hmm. So then during the game, somebody goes, is Casey warming up? So I look over, I see Trent. So I kind of move over to Trent. And Trent walks right up to Sam. And he says, enjoy your move because I've already been told you've been fired. And I was like, "Wow!" I don't even know where I'm at. Like, this, is this a soap opera or an NFL football team? <laughs> wow. Like, those are the kind of things that I saw, and I was like, I know this doesn't happen in San Francisco and in Pittsburgh and all wow. the places that are winning, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So when you look at Sam Weiss a certain way, if somebody asked me how Sam Weiss was, rest in peace, Yes. I would say, he's not a bad person, but he was wishy-washy. Like, he'll he, say something one day, the next day it's the opposite. Man. Like, hey, listen, the one time I want to beat up Martin Mayhew, I love Martin Mayhew, I want to beat him up, though. He, in the middle of meetings, he was like, we need to, we need to put the pads back on. And I, I looked at him, like, you crazy? And then during practice, he didn't even have his pads in his pants. I wanted to fight Martin Mayhew. But, but Sam said, week two, we got to take the pads off. It'll be good for us. And then week four, we lost a couple games. We're going to put the pads... Is it good for us or not? not. Okay. Yes. It's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Coach Denji. Yeah. Every Wednesday, win, lose, or draw. Period. First 11 weeks, yeah. you're in pads. You can be 11 and 0 or 11. Here's the schedule. Yes. Here's exactly. the schedule for the whole season. Here. Pads, no we pads. Get, this is the schedule. Yeah, for the first 11 weeks, and it we won't lose. change. And it now, won't. Yeah. Now, getting into week 12, mm -hmm. everybody. Last quarter of the season. Everyone look for victory Monday off on Wednesday mm. or Thursday. Or no pads Wednesday. Sure, yeah, yeah. But we knew that. Yeah. Going in yeah. the first 11 weeks, yeah. wasn't anything going to change? No. Dungey's first year, we hit in, seven, in the 16th week. Yeah, we did. That's a fact. Oh, I know. That's a fact. Okay, because I remember thinking, this ain't this ain't happening. Like, I'm not hitting. You guys can do what you want. but No, we <laughs> laid on each other. Well, well, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because I have big head Jason Manecki across from me with Rod Marinelli in his ear and, and Tony Dungy doing the cards. And now he just headbutted me with his big-ass head the whole time, and I got to deal with that. So that was a, a different situation. Now, you said something else. You talk about uh, coaches knowing your strengths, Okay. I think that's part of the reason or, or part of the issue these days. Mm -hmm. When I look at the Buccaneers, okay, mm -hmm. if I you, you just you, you you said to me before the, the podcast started, I thought the defense was better than that, and I asked you what do they do well, and you looked me up in the eye, and you looked down, you looked back up, and you looked back down. <laughs> I took too long, and I go, it's taking too long. <laughs> okay, so if you say Buccaneers Super Bowl year, what do they do well? They do everything well defensively. They take care of the ball. They run the football. Mm -hmm. uh, they do they get some big plays. From it. So I don't know if co coaches in general are trying to develop something. Like what are they, like offensively? Every year the Buccaneers, I got to hear, we're going to run the ball. 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 And like three weeks ago they ran the ball four, like three times in a row, and I go, that's the first time I've seen them do that mm -hmm. in forever, okay? Mm -hmm. If you say you're going to be a running football team, you have to run the football. Yeah. There's no other way around it. No, you you start there and you set up. I mean, Detroit Lions did it yeah. last night against Correct. the Packers. Yeah. Second and nine, Stack. 
Run the ball. Well, they, but that's how you get great at yeah, running the ball. And they got a two, you know, two back system now that, that worked for them. Hopefully, I'm thinking we'll have that. Yeah. But Ian, I knew that would be challenges with a first time play caller. Yeah. That's true. That's why I say I'm leaning into the defense at least for the first six games because that's where all the experience, mm-hmm. that's where the better players are, mm-hmm. right? If you go man for man, the better players on defense. True. Now, what I think is hurting us is injury. Mm. Man, we got significant injuries at every level of defense. Pretty much. Vita, but Devin, Vita, but Vita, Corners, I'm going to say this about Vita. Clancy, the draft, our first round draft. Okay, pick. but this is the thing. I can't give you that name. No, I'm I've not. I'm not giving it. But and Vita's using it too much. Okay, because you know who's told me when he was drafted that's the wrong pick, and who told me? Nine nine, nine nine. <laughs> you know what he said to me? Yes. He'll never stay healthy. Yeah. And I won't forget it. And I go, how do you? He goes, he's too big. He's too big. It's too hot. And I was like, come on. <laughs> has he been right? Vita has not stayed. He can't stay healthy. Yeah. Head plays. He can't stay healthy. Play. He can't play sixteen games. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's he's effective now when he's in, in there, there. And, and you clearly see that. But, he, and then the other one is, to your point, mm-hmm. we have to find between these three ends, someone has to win over fifty percent of their rushes. Is Joe Tryon Shranka one of them? I hope he's not because I watched a couple plays last week where I said everybody I go watch this play here, watch this. Actually, the touchdown was one of the touchdowns. Shranka rushed up the field, bull rush. Maybe made the tackle go back two feet or something like that. And that's not a long, long way. Mm-hmm. Bull rush, stopped the bull rush, disengaged, spun back to the bull rush, bull rush for another three seconds. And at the end of it, he was still eight feet from the quarterback. And I'm going to say this about great rushers, okay? You can't give a great rusher three seconds. You can't. They're going to be yeah. by the quarterback, okay? If you, if you waited three mm-hmm. seconds in your Super Bowl year, there was four People hitting them, guaranteed. And you're not going to be great until there. We don't have anybody's that guy. Not right now. Not right now. What do you mean right now? When are we going to find a guy on the street? No, but I'm saying over the course of the season, we can get there defensively. Now, what area can help us get there? Creating turnovers. Well, that's the rush to create turnovers. We we can create turnovers Mm -hmm. through rushes, through pressure packages. Okay. Effort, punching the football, you know, punching the football. Yeah, schemes a little bit. You know, schemes a little bit, yeah. effort. Sure. Effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and. I didn't see a lot of effort last week. I didn't love the effort. I didn't love it. I loved it the first two weeks. I didn't love it last week. Effort. Effort, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And PBUs turning into INTs. Mm. Yeah. PBUs turning into INT. Ball in the air, mm. 50, 50, 50 ball. Let's come down with the ball in our hands mm. instead of knocking it down. Hey, that's period. You know, those are areas. Mm. Offensively, first time protectable. Hey, we're going to have to make great catches mm. with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to make great catches. And guess what? The routine ones, we we're not good make. enough to, to overcome make. those. That's facts. We, drop, know, we're, we, drop, a t- we drop a touchdown. Yeah, we drop we, a couple we're of not, big plays. I'm yeah. not saying we're perfect. No. I'm saying the tough catches, we're making them. Mm-hmm. The routine ones, too many of those are being dropped. We're not making those plays, and we're not good. We're not good enough to overcome that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we can be because teams get better as the season go along. A team now that's not good, just the law of averages, they're going to be good week 12, 13. Okay. 
Chargers may fall in that category in my okay. mind. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the season, you know team, a team that's struggling mm-hmm. going to be good. A team that's good now going to fall back to the pack. And then it's going to be a team, hey, man, they all who they say they are, and they're going to be there week one to week 21. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen with that. I believe this division, because everybody like me, okay, it's like, and everybody last year, and everybody win, everybody yeah. lose, everybody That's win, true. everybody lose. That's true, yeah. in, the, in the NFC South, instead we playing each other. Hopefully, we don't fall into that and take a big step this weekend. Obviously, going to New Orleans. If they lose, okay, let's say I I predicted them to win this game with a first with a first year play caller, Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, your quarterback, and a blow mm-hmm. average running game. Okay, there's no room for error. No, offensively. You, you, you cannot turn the ball over. And no. we need to get a couple stops. We got – we have to. In those areas that you just named, from the play calling standpoint, stay ahead of the downs. Mm. From the quarterback standpoint, protect the football. Mm. The third component of that, do not let explosive opportunities pass us by. Explosive plays that are. Whether it's a great catch, mm. a, a 20-yard run – could that be a 50-yard run for a touchdown instead of a, a 20-yard run and we run out of bounds? You know, could, could that be offensively? Hey, let's not have a self-inflicted wounds with the false starts, mm-hmm. the most illegal formations. Mm-hmm. Holding's going to be judgment. What happened? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I've seen great holding calls. You know, as, as I can tell, this one joke mm-hmm. and I know we – we get it to a close. Mm-hmm. What one offensive lineman, and I'm gonna protect his name. Okay, got fined. Okay, twenty thousand dollars. Got beat off the ball. Grabbed the D end. Literally clotheslined him. Backside of the quarterback. Okay, gets on there. Pills are fine. Obviously, all. Mister Bush, I have only thing I have to say in my defense. Gentleman that's playing quarterback uh, for us, mm. I'll do this every time. Every time. Every if time. it's 10 times, I'll yeah. do it 11. Yeah. Because not only is he our franchise player, mm. but he's a franchise league player. Mm-hmm. That's my defense. He's being real. He's being real with it. You know what, son? That's a, that a great penalty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take some heat for this, but I appreciate your honesty. I'm going to give your money back. You gave his money back? I gave his money back. I rescinded the fine. Where the hell were you back in the day when I was getting yeah. fined for being in the, yeah. in the picture of yeah. what fine? Come on. As an old lot, you got to, what he just said. He didn't try to be. He no, it's like, hey, being, being real. Hey, yeah. if I don't hold a grab, if I don't mm-hmm. do what I do, mm-hmm. he hits this quarterback. Yeah. This has NF, this, this implications yeah. of this. That's, what's going, that's what I'm going to do. That's I'm going to do gonna, it. Yeah. He said, if it's 10 times, I'm going to do it 11. Mm, yep. I'm okay with that. You know what? You don't even have to go ask him to pay your fine. I'm going to mm. give your money back. And I know I'm going to take some heat for this. And by God, yes, I do. So, <laughs> Did you take Gene Washington's you job? Huh? You take Gene Washington's job? Yeah, he because he was out. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I wish he was there back in the day because Gene Washington was not as understanding as <laughs> no, Derek Brooks. Like, no. did Gene Washington play? Yeah, he played. He played back in the day. Yes, boy, he oh he yeah. never took a yeah, cent Gene, off of Gene nothing. Got, oh, Gene got me mad. I said, Gene for a face mask. Mm. I said, Gene, literally, 
Gene, we're out of bounds. Mm-hmm. He grabbed my face mask and stopped falling, uh. which that's, I, we just grabbed it yeah. to stop falling. Yeah. Mr. Washington, we're out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're out of bounds. Right. Still can't do it. Still can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Me well, for, that was a five grand. I got about 20 grand that I'd like to get back right right, right, right now. I can, I can definitely use that right now. They're not paying me enough to do this podcast. I can use that 20 grand. That is for sure. It's in the mail. There you go. By the way, I mean, is this your first show? I know you used to be on with Steve Dooming, but that yeah. wasn't a Derek Brooks show. Is this your first show? Technically, yeah. Okay. It's quite the honor. It's quite the yeah, honor. It, yeah, did I get a name say? Yeah. yeah, it's quite quite the honor. And you know, yeah. you know, I've uh, I, I did the, the Ron and Ian show, and I conceded to Ron because Ron was in radio for a long time, uh-huh. and he was the dawn of radio. I've yeah. been in radio longer than you, and I'm actually older than you. Yeah. But the jacket, I'm gonna give you the jacket part. <laughs> That's a thick the old jacket. jacket. <laughs> that jacket, my name up that jacket trumps about everything that I got going on in my world. I own a kava bar, but that's not quite the same as having a, uh, a jacket. But I think we're going to have a good time. Yes. Um, this podcast, obviously, we thank everybody for listening. It's also going to be on the Strike 102.5, their HD2 uh, channel. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm on the bone on Saturdays. Yes. Uh, I didn't even know they had this HD2 channel, so now there you go. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even know what HD2. I'm going to have to go get me an HD2 radio <laughs> when I find out what that is. I'm going to go get one of those, but uh, we're going to have fun doing this yes. every Friday. And um, uh, any predictions for Sunday? Sunday, yes, I expect our guys to bounce back. And I know you made uh, some of these points, you know, in, in the trenches. Mm-hmm. You know, the second half of the Saints game, if that's the Saints team mm-hmm. that's showing it, we should beat that team. Agreed. You know, we we should beat that team. Play caller, just get a little bit more comfortable. Okay. To your point, we're going to beat this drum. We have to stay ahead of the downs. Period. Period. We have to, whether it's the hitches, give me Mm -hmm. four or five, run the ball, run the ball, self-inflicted wounds, and finally defensively. Yes, we're we're banged up, but then we have to get turnovers. We have to manufacture short fields for our offense and creating those opportunities to score. And lastly, Baker Mayfield protect football. Period. I'm saying 23-13 Buccaneers. Yes. And this is not the Eagles. Let's play old school Buccaneer football. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people back in the day used to hate old school Buccaneer football. I used oh. to go, we winning, dude. Yes. <laughs> you, you want us to keep on high flying and throwing all over the play? We winning, though. They can't score 13 points. We winning, though. Let these boys go. Hey, Let them go. ball, three yards in a cloud of you dust. You ain't lying, bro. And, <laughs> and trophies, too. That's a beautiful thing. Well, it's been wonderful. We thank everybody for uh, tuning in to uh, Brooks and Beckles. And we'll be back next week. Everybody have a wonderful week. And please be safe. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Brooks and Beckles on The Strike 1025 HD2. Tune in every Friday afternoon at 1 or listen on demand in your favorite podcast app.